Welcome to The Hype Within, exploring journeys of authentic leadership and growth. On the show, tech leaders will share their stories of developing their leadership skills and challenges they faced along the way. You'll learn about their approaches to self-reflection and personal growth and how they've been able to build a foundation of authenticity that has propelled them to success. I'm your host, Hannah Jakover, B2B marketing leader turned leadership and executive coach. Are you ready to get hyped up? Let's dive in. Hello, leaders. Welcome back to The Hype Within. I am your host, as always, Hannah Jakover, B2B marketing leader turned executive coach. And I am excited that we are joined by someone today that I've gotten to spend some time with in a variety of different settings, but primarily we were connected in the marketingops.com community. And so that's been really great building our connection there. But I'm happy to welcome Heather Robinette, who is the Senior Revenue Operations Manager at App Omni. How are you, Heather? Thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, excited to, I guess, chat with you today and, and looking forward to our conversation. Likewise, let's kick off by just doing a little bit of an intro to yourself and maybe your leadership journey. I always like to have people touch on what they think their leadership style is as well, if you want to weave that in. Yeah. So I guess for me, it's been very interesting, you know, just in terms of, I'd say the most interesting part was coming out of college, being a person, you know, interested in marketing, trying to figure out how to get into a marketing career and mostly working at smaller companies. So for me, leadership has come through a very different lens, if you will, just in terms of not necessarily always truly leading a team, but a lot of times it's having to lead internal groups, projects, things like that. So a lot of leadership in in different ways, if you will. And so for, for me, it's been an interesting journey getting to lead a lot of people that I'm not always necessarily in charge of. So it's it's been an interesting journey for me, I'd say in college, you know, was a leadership studies minor, you know, learned a lot about, about leadership very early on. And I'd say, you know, servant leadership has always been big for me. And it's been something that not only work my professional life, but even, you know, leading into just my, my personal life and things like that. Servant leadership's always been something that's been there for me. And I'd say that's been a very big part of how I got to where I am today is just through a lot of those principles. That's great. I always love talking with folks that have a background in academic learning around leadership, just because the application of the knowledge is so different because it stems throughout from like actual theories and methodologies, you know, like understanding that servant leadership is a theory, for example. I'm curious, what does servant leadership mean to you? How do you define that? Yeah, I mean, for me, a lot of it has been, you know, especially with servant leadership, it's it's been really, I guess a lot of it comes from the the groups I'm working with and, and trying to serve. It's been really that focus on not only trying to understand as a group where are we trying to go, but how can I help them, whatever that may look like, whether it's helping trying to get our group to move forward or helping them personally. Because sometimes even helping them develop personally can help the entire group move forward. So for me, it's really been figuring out how can I serve better serve the group to help us reach our overall goal and not necessarily just focused on leading from the front, if you will. And so I guess that's for me, that's the big thing is it's not always about leading from the front, but it's leading from within 
and being able to help that group continue to move forward and in reaching that goal and in being able to grow in that process as well. I love that leading from within. I think that's a great definition. One thing we decided that we wanted to talk about just because it's so, I think, relevant right now in the industry and where things are heading, you know, we're seeing a lot of layoffs or we have at the time that we're recording this, you know, and it's been, I don't know, like, it feels like a year that we've just been continuing to see these Mm -hmm. big layoffs. And maybe we've seen some a little bit of a little bit of slowdown, a little bit of acceleration here. But now, obviously, the job market is very, very tough. I know that you have encountered some significant career challenges around layoffs in your own journey. And I'm curious if you can share your insights, you know, around those situations and the leadership lessons that you took away from them. Yeah. So in in 2021, that's when I was laid off, you know, really when kind of, I guess it was first starting, it was still, I'd say I was a little bit early in terms of when it was starting to really happen. A lot of it for me was just, it had to do more with the company where they were at, things like that. But the the interesting thing for me is looking back, I feel like it, it was the thing that needed to happen for me. I used that as an opportunity to figure out what do I really want to be doing? Is this what I want to be doing? It's not that I don't love marketing, but realizing that maybe that's not really where my passion lies. So actually being able to take that opportunity to step back, figure out what do I want to do and what's the next step from here. And so it kind of gave me a unique opportunity to really reach out to people, kind of figure out like, hey, in my last few roles, these are the areas that I really enjoy doing things the most. And how can I turn that into my next role? And so for me, really, a lot of it was a a path of self-discovery, if you will. It only lasted about two months. It was really a lot of conversations, connecting with people. And for me too, it was kind of that start of figuring out how to get better at networking. Because at that point I had to. And so it was one of those where it's something that I also gained a skill set. And it's something that, you know, I still work through today and I'm continuing to grow my network to build my network. And it really did make a difference the second time then in 2023, when I got laid off again, um, it looked very different though. Not only was the external environment a little bit different, but for me, a lot of it was I already knew what I wanted to do. But at that point, then it was finding the right company, the right role, and finding that place I wanted to land and not just taking the first job. So for me, a lot of it the second time around was I kind of had that figured out and figured out kind of what that next step was. I mean, I'd say the other big thing too for me has been just kind of understanding and figuring out how to process it. And so, you know, when it happens to other people, being able to reach out, you know, hey, I've been there, I understand what you're going through. It's obviously not the most fun feeling in the world. And to be honest, it's very hard to process in the beginning because it's, you look at it and you can't figure out like, what did I do wrong at the end of the day? It's usually you did nothing wrong. It just has to do with, at the end of the day, a balance sheet, a spreadsheet just has to do with where things needed to get cut. So just is what it is. Usually it's, it has nothing, it's not a personal thing, nothing to do with you. It just is what it is. And at this point, the upside, I guess, for a lot of people is it happens probably too often now at this point, but it's becoming one of those things where it's not as, as taboo when it happens. And it's not, it's not that big of a deal when you're like, Hey, I was laid off looking for my next role. People are getting a little bit better about asking for help and realizing that when they do ask for help, ton of people are always willing to help, especially if they've been there. They're usually more than willing to help that person get where they need to go. 
And so that's been a big part of my experience. And it's one of those two, a lot more people are, because it's something that I do talk about on LinkedIn as well. And it's them knowing they can reach out to me, have that conversation, figure out what's next. You know, when possible, I try to connect them with people and just helping them take that next step because you never know where it's going to lead. Yeah. Oh, lots to dig into there. I think it takes a lot to move from the victim mentality of like, why did this happen to me? You have to really process that. But when you do, you can move into what I see you showcasing is that resiliency and that growth mindset where you're using it as you you said, you look back and you're like, it's what needed to happen to get you to where you are now, which I think is really powerful. What is your recommendation for processing? Because I feel like that's really where it starts is processing that information. What does that look like for you? I mean, to be honest, for most people, it's always interesting because it's the reaction everyone always says is like the first thing they do is they just start applying for jobs because they just, they don't know what to do. And I mean, I guilty of it myself because you're just in a freak out moment because all of a sudden, like, how are you going to continue to pay for things? But it's one of those, to be honest, one of the best things you can do is is step back, take time to process and just take a few days to take a break. I mean, you are now not responsible for working, for doing anything. And to be honest, taking a break and separating yourself, to me, that really helps you kind of take that next step and prepare for essentially that full-time job of looking for a job, networking, getting all that ready. And it gives you kind of that break to be ready for that because that is a job in and of itself to really get out there, start meeting people, looking for the right role. Because I mean, to be honest at this point, I mean, trying to apply on LinkedIn is one thing, but a lot of people these days, you find jobs either from the stuff you're, you're creating a brand for yourself on LinkedIn. So people already know you. So the second you say you're looking for a job, they will come to you or you're networking with people. People will connect you with other people they know that have open roles may or may not be posted, or it's just posted on the company's website and you just have to know it's there. And so it's one of those that you're probably looking for a role that you don't know how to find. And so that's probably one of the biggest things is even if it's two or three days, just taking a few days, step back, figure out, you know, this is what I need to do. Everyone's going to have a different answer. Maybe it's go to the movies or work out or just watch TV for a couple of days, you know, whatever that might be. But really, it's just kind of finding your place of Zen, if you will, kind of bringing you down to kind of the center, if you will, bringing back to center and figuring out kind of from there, you know, once you feel kind of like that weight lifted off your shoulders, figuring out what's next, where you go from there, but you don't need to figure it out day one. It's going to be a process to find your next role. Mm, Yeah. And I think, yeah, finding your own Zen and whatever version of that it is, you have to also consider like we have big traumas and little traumas and getting laid off is a little trauma. And sometimes it can be a big trauma for people, but it's like a little T trauma and it doesn't matter. It's still trauma and your brain and your body are processing that alongside just like you thinking about it. And there are physical, emotional, mental implications to that. You know, you're feeling threatened, right? And so making sure that you Mm -hmm. spend time on regulating yourself and bringing yourself back to a point where you can approach things in a healthy way, I think is really critical. I love that you pointed that out. I'm curious, just because you had this interesting challenge of experiencing this twice in a very short amount of time, how do you think that leaders should be approaching situations that we're in today where there's mass layoffs going on and 
it's a tough market. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those where it's been interesting to watch a lot of different leaders go through it and go through it in a lot of different ways, whether they're on the side of it from they're having to do it or they're the one, you know, essentially being laid off. So it's one of those being able to see it from a lot of different angles has been very interesting. I'd say from the the viewpoint of the ones where it's, you know, unfortunately you're the one who has to go through that process of laying people off. In my experience, the the leaders that I've either worked with that I've I've went through it with or that, you know, I just see going through it with other people, for me the the best thing you can do is to let people know that like one, it is not their fault. It no control over this. It is, you know, not performance based. It's just it has to do with company revenue. It's mostly like a dollars thing behind it. But at the same time too, it's it's figuring out how can you help that person, whether it's connecting them with people you know, whatever it may be, but just trying to offer something. Because more times than not, especially as a leader, you're most likely connected to other people. It's going to be a lot, especially too, if you're working with people who have never went through this before, if that's the first time. To me, that's when it's a little bit more traumatic versus that second time. The second time I know for me, it's one of those where it's like, yeah, it's okay. We'll be fine. Been there, done that type of thing. It's very, it's a weird thing. And I hope people never have to go through it more than once. But I will say, like, once you've gone through it once, if it does happen again, you tend to, it's still not fun and it's not exciting, but it's one of those you don't get maybe as freaked out just because you know it's going to be okay on the other side. You know what you need to do. Just some of those little things. And a lot of it too is just, you know, you need to start reaching out to people. You need to start connecting with people to find that next role, that type of thing. But for me, it's been the leaders who... You know, they're like, look, here's the situation, had nothing to do with you. How can I help you? Those are the ones to me that have stood out versus the ones who they just kind of move on with their life and hope you land somewhere. To me, that's been huge. Um, I'd say as far as the ones who unfortunately are having to experience it, it's been great to see them be resilient, share their experience because it lets other people know that this happens to anyone. There's been a couple people recently that in my mind, I'm like, oh, they're never going to get laid off. They're huge brand on LinkedIn. Everyone knows them type of situation. But it happens to everyone at this point. Like, it just is what it is now. And to see them come back from that, whether it's more times than not, a lot of people are going out on their own now. Or if it's finding that next role, but it's knowing that they're not scared to let people know this happened to them. Usually people are super supportive. They're there to help, whatever that may be. Um, but it's been great to see that on both sides. Yeah, it sounds like at the root of it is really taking that empathetic approach as a leader is going yes. to be. It sounds so obvious, yet we see people not don't <laughs> don't do it. But you know, that's the that is that is the way that is the right way to approach most things in life is with a lot of empathy. Yes. I'm curious because it sounded like you really rested in process, but then kind of put your head down and focused on, okay, what's next? What do I want to be doing? It sounds like, again, you said you've, you gained some skills just from doing all of that networking and connecting with other people. And I'm wondering that process combined with being laid off, how did you then adapt your leadership style and communication approach, if in any way, you know, when you're joining new teams and organizations? Yeah, that's a great question. I'd say for me, 
I don't know that I've really changed too much around that. I'd say coming into an organization, I'd say at this point, I I maybe approached a little bit differently than I used to, where, you know, it used to be, you know, when you look at your 30, 60, 90 days, spend the first 30 days kind of getting to know things, figuring things out, you know, at this point, just especially, not that I expect anything to be happening to my current job at any moment, but it's one of those where at this point I see it as like, come in, get those wins, focus on results, you know, really try to get to know people at the same time, of course, you know, build those connections with people. But to be honest, it's just being able to show that impact. So that's really been kind of that change for me versus maybe three roles ago where I came in, I probably spent the first three weeks just listening, learning, which is great to do. But, you know, like this current role, the first 30 days to me were honestly just about getting things done and just trying to make an impact. It's one of those things, like it sounds weird, but it makes a huge difference. Just being able to, even if it's small wins, it makes a difference. People do start to notice when it really can help you, especially as you get further past that 90 days of building that initial impression with people, you get things done. So that's been, I'd say probably the biggest thing for me. Mm, I mean, I don't think it sounds weird one bit, but I also (laughs) come from an agency background. So I have many years of being a consultant under my belt where like, you have to do that. You have to do that. Like when I started yeah. seeing 30, 60, 90 day plans as somebody that was working on the agency side, I am flabbergasted by the things that <laughs> they're doing in that amount of time. When if you're working on the agency side, yeah, not only do you have to build relationships, build trust, understand the business, understand the product, you have to get shit done. Like you have to find the low hanging mm-hmm. fruit and that is going to show the biggest impact and the building of the relationship and the trust. Like that's going to be so amazing for that long-term growth, but you got to show some short-term wins. And I totally agree that that is a wonderful approach. And I will say even further, like if somebody wants to learn how to do, how to balance that, right? Like how to show quick or how to get some quick wins, get some points on the board, but also listen and learn and build relationships. I'm serious. Go work at an agency because you are required to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. Agency life is very different. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. I know it's funny. It's where I started my career. So I always thought it was normal. And as I started working (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm like, this is just how things are. And working with clients, you know, at larger companies, then you start to really see how they're operating. But then when I decided to move in house, and I'm looking at job recs and things like that, like it is just really interesting the the big differences <laughs> and the pace that agency life yes. so kindly provides over in house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely one of those things. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I would love to talk about inspirations and influences. I love asking this question of all of my guests because I just think it's fascinating, like where your motivation is drawn from, where your courage and confidence is drawn from, like who has taught you those lessons. So who would you say is your greatest inspiration and influence? That's a, yeah, great question. 
So, I mean, I'd say for me, there's there's definitely been a lot of people I've met these past few years that have been very influential, especially in I get a lot of the, the growth I've had these past few years in, in my career, especially. But I'd say overall, looking at kind of the bigger picture, I'd have to say my mom, just as someone who has really taught me, especially from a servant leadership perspective, you know, that's really how she does things as well. And so it's just one of those, like, that's just how I've always... I guess bit like that's how I grew up. That's what I've been around. That's what I'm used to. And so I think that's a lot of where I get it from. And so for me, it's been one of those where I always kind of look to her in terms of how should I carry myself? How do I, I mean, the big thing for, I guess that I've really taken away from her is how do I treat other people? And you know, what, what does that look like? And I mean, for her, it's one of those, you know, regardless of what's happening, it's always treat people the way you want to be treated you know, that type of situation always out of respect and things like that. So it's one of those where it's those small things that really make a difference because it's it's one of those things she taught me as well as you never know what they're going through in their life. And so it's always taking that step back and thinking through what could be happening in their life and just always, I mean, at the end of the day, she always says it, but just be nice to people. It goes a long way. I mean, so that's kind of been one of those things that's always stuck with me. It sounds like your mom is awesome and you had an <laughs> opportunity to be in a really nurturing environment where those lessons could come out. And that's so powerful because if you have that, you're lucky. You know, I had that too and I'm, I feel super grateful about it. But yeah, and then just sounds like not only for work, right? Like not only in your leadership journey, but like that just then how you are as a human, right? Like kindness does win. It takes you a lot, a long way, just being kind. But yeah, I love that. Speaking of, you know, thinking about, we've touched a little bit on like personal growth and like things that come from your personal upbringing, right? Like being influenced by your mom when you were laid off, like you had to go through some significant growth challenges as well. I'm curious how you maintain a balance between personal development and professional progress, because it feels like, you know, you go into phases where that growth for you personally is really critical, but at the same time, like you don't want to give up growing in your career or being present in your career. So how do you find that balance? Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's something that I'm always working on. I'd say it's never perfect, if you will. And for me, a lot of it's been, to be honest, goal setting has been a lot of it where I always kind of track it back to something. So I'm always working towards something. And I try not to do it where it's like January, you set these goals, and by February, you forget about them. But really being able to set goals that aren't these like huge things of I want to accomplish this in 2023, but it's more like I want to do this three times a month type of thing, something where it's holding me accountable every month, every week, you know, consistently doing something and building a habit out of it versus just, I want to accomplish this really big, massive thing. It's really chunking it up into smaller goals, if you will, to be able to reach that bigger thing of whatever it is that I'm trying to accomplish or grow with. And more times than not, you know, with especially on the professional side, it's nothing crazy, but it really does add up. So just as simple as, you know, maybe at least one to two times a month, making sure that I'm setting up networking calls, meeting new people, that type of thing. And that's really helped push me to make sure that I don't forget to do that. Because especially when I was laid off and I was really focused on that, 
obviously very easy to do that. But then as you know, I started in my full-time job, making sure I never lose sight of that. And so this is, always brings me back to have it essentially on my to-do list of, hey, this month I need to make sure I'm you know, either reconnecting with people, meeting new people, just always making sure that's there and I don't lose sight of it. And then also just taking time to do classes, courses, whatever it may be, because at the end of the day, like I, I guess I look at it as, you know, in terms of investing in myself, you know, no one else is really going to do that for me. I need to do it myself. And so, you know, really taking that time to make sure that I'm doing it because it's really easy for that to get lost and to become stagnant. You're hitting status quo of, hey, I'm over here really focused on my job. But at the same time, it's you always need to remember at the end of the day, where, what are you trying to accomplish in the longer term? And it's one of those of what are the small things I can be doing once a month, once a quarter, that type of thing to help me get there in the, you know, three to five years, that type of thing. Yeah, that's a really great process. And it, I think, goes along with the thinking of incremental changes, right, create or incremental mm -hmm. even habits can create huge, massive change if you just stick with them. Did you use any sort of like framework for your goal setting or do you just kind of have do your own thing? You know, some people follow certain like they do like work goal setting workshops or they use certain exercises or frameworks. What is your process there? I mean, honestly, no, nothing super specific other than, I mean, I make sure they're, you know, smart goals. Every, you know, everyone has their smart goals, but I, you know, I ensure they're, I guess I relate them back to smart goals and ensuring that what I'm doing, there's, you know, essentially kind of a time frame around it, that it's specific and it's something that there is a result from it that I always can make sure um, as far as that goes. And then two, I always try to make sure it ties into kind of this bigger goal. And so I kind of look at it as like, you know, over the year, I'm trying to accomplish this. So in a quarter, I need to do this. In a month, I need to do this. And sometimes even down to a week, I need to do this. And so being able to try to, you know, pull it together in that framework, I guess. But I've never, I guess, went and looked for a framework in particular. I guess I kind of made my own up, if you will. I like that. I feel like sometimes you... You got to just like combine the best of, you know, all yes. the things that you see are working out there and then make it your own, which well, you have to make everything your own in order to make it really work for you. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Thinking about advice for other emerging leaders out there, especially those that maybe are facing or in the mix of being laid off or are considering, gosh, what do I really, really want to be doing? And, you know, people who are in similar situations to where you were, what advice do you have for them? I mean, I'd say number one for me is if you don't have a mentor, start looking for a mentor. It doesn't have to be a, a formal relationship with anyone, but, you know, one of those where it's trying to find those that person or those people that are going to be there to kind of help guide you, be people you can ask questions to, that type of thing. I personally have several mentors. And so I kind of look at it as building kind of your board of directors that help advise you on your career, your life, you know, whatever it may be. And so a lot of them, you know, kind of have different areas where I tend to talk to them about different things, you know, so there's been a couple of them that that's where I focused in terms of when I was looking to change career, not change careers, but kind of adjust 
my role in terms of what I was looking for back in 2021. You know, there were several of them that I leaned on for that in, trend, in terms of trying to figure out what was next. They helped connect me to people, which was super helpful. In 2023, a lot of them were able just to help connect me with people in general from a networking standpoint to help me find my next role. And some of them, it was even as simple as like, they would just find job recs and send them over and let me know, hey, I know someone, let me know, I'm happy to connect you with someone I know in- internally. And so for me, a lot of it is really just finding at least someone that you can bounce ideas off. And two, a lot of it at that point, then it's it's knowing you're not alone and that someone is in theory investing in you to make sure that you succeed. A lot of people do enjoy mentoring other people. And so it's one of those where there are plenty of people out there that do want to help. You just got to reach out, start that conversation. Usually it does happen over time. It does not happen overnight. So just keeping that in mind, you know, there's, there's some mentors I've had for, you know, close to probably 20 years at this point, you know, and there's some other ones that I've, I've had for the last few years and they all help me in very different ways. But at the end of the day, they are all there to, they want to see me succeed. And so it's really finding those people that can be in your corner, that care, that want to know how you're doing, that type of thing. And I mean, to be honest, the other big one is, is joining communities. Obviously, there's networking in the city you live in, or if you go to conferences, things like that. But there's a lot of communities that came out of COVID. So like, you know, marketingops.com. Another marketing one I'm in is, is the peak community, different ones like that. Being able to connect with people, especially in a similar field, just allows you to meet a lot of other people, have those conversations. There's some people, we just have conversations about what we do how we can help each other, things like that. And and really it's one of those longer term too, you never know where it can lead. In some cases it's been making referrals to each other, things like that. But it's really finding those communities to build your network of, I guess, people that aren't necessarily close to you from a distance standpoint, but can still be in your network in terms of you are in in the same industry, that type of thing. And that can be super beneficial in the long run. Yeah, I think building those variety of relationships is really critical. And what do they say? Your network is your net worth. And I think that if you cultivate that over time, when you are in a position where you really need help from your network, they're there to support you and they're excited to support you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Amazing. Okay, well, as we're winding down our time... I always like to ask, or I ask some people, what is your leadership superpower? You know, I'd say very similar to the kind of the theme we've been talking about. But for me, I guess a lot of it would probably be connecting with people. I mean, I guess I look at it as through connecting with people, it's building those relationships, building that trust. And so being able to, I guess, establish that, especially when you're coming into a new company, being able to to build those relationships with a lot of different people, especially as I'm you know on a RevOps team. So we work with a lot of the different teams, but it's being able to build the relationships with a lot of different people because one, then it's, you know, depending on what's going on, the questions I have, I have people I can reach out to, ask these quick questions, get help on different things, things like that. They also know they can come to me for help. And it's being able to build those relationships very early on tends to pay off in the longer term. And it's been something that I think it was my second job out of college where I kind of picked up on that and started to build those connections just because of what I was doing in the the marketing role I had at the time. It really just helped me to one, learn more about the products we were 
selling, but two, it just also helped me in terms of some of the little things I needed to get done. I had people that I could go ask and they would do it right away because of that connection we had built. And so it's a lot of those things of being able to work with the different people, get to know them. Cause I say, that's the other thing is it's not just knowing them as, Hey, I work with this person, but actually getting to know them, uh, you know, once again, investing in them in terms of being a person that I care about on the team. And I'd say that's been a, a big part of my success is, is taking the time to do that. Yeah. I think that that's, it really is a super power in terms of leadership and just like being human too, being a connector <laughs> of people and a really, really good relationship builder, I think can be really rare because it's about giving and giving value and like being curious and just learning about people and that and not expecting anything from it, right? Like the outcome is out of your control and you do it because you just are excited for that connection and that relationship and the potential for that and the potential to help someone. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, well, so any other, you've given a lot of really great advice, I think, and and especially around mentoring and finding your community, building relationships. I think th these are critical things. Any other exercises or resources or things that you wish you would have done sooner when it comes to your personal and professional growth? I mean, I'd say for me, I mean, obviously, as we talked about with the networking, it's something that I wish I had done sooner. You know, so it's one of those I would encourage people, especially if it's not something they've done a ton of, is to take time and just connect with people, especially through those communities. There's a lot of opportunities where it's, I don't say done for you, but it's really easy to connect with people. You get matched with people, different things like that. But even then, most people are in a community because they want to help build the community. So being able to reach out to people, connect with them, get to know them. And it's one of those where you are building that longer term relationship. And just knowing that that is what you're trying to do, for me, it's it's been huge these last couple of years. And it's something that I wish I would have done a whole lot sooner, to be honest, in my career. And I think it could have only helped my career. With that said, you know, I'm not disappointed with these last few years. I've grown a lot, done a lot. And so I'm happy with, you know, where I've gotten to now and, and will continue to grow in the next few years. I mean, I'd say, especially with anyone else earlier on in their career, I'd say the other big thing is to make sure you're taking that time to always invest in your growth. And it's obviously someone who's further in their career doing the same thing as well. But especially earlier on in my career, I just, I mean, I did, did go get an MBA, things like that, but I feel like I didn't maybe spend as much time as I could have investing in myself. I was more fo focused on work, if you will, and, and not really taking that time to kind of pause, you know, figure out what else can I be doing to help myself in the long term? You know, what else do I want to do? What else do I want to learn? And not just the things that work that I need to learn, but you know, what are those those bigger things that might help me in the longer term that could be interesting? And so, just mm. taking that time and, and figuring out what that looks like. Yeah, fantastic advice. Okay, I'm gonna. Can I throw a wild card at you? Sure. After we had just talked about not doing that. <laughs> okay, my wild card question. <laughs> my wild card question is: If you had all of the senior, like most senior leaders in the tech industry in one room, what would your message to them be? So, ooh, that's a tough one. I mean, I'd say the one thing I've seen most senior leaders and 
especially in the te- on the tech side, really struggle with is everyone usually gets very excited and wants to hire all these people. But for me, it's getting them to slow down, focus on the now and not get ahead of themselves. Because usually that's how we end up with all these layoffs. I mean, so really, it, to be honest, it's it's focusing on what do you actually need right now and what do you want to work towards? And not that you think you need another five people right now. It's what do you maybe only actually need two, that type of thing, and work towards that five over the next two years, that type of thing. Obviously, it's great to grow your team, but you can grow too fast. And so it's one of those where for me, it's, you know, it's something too I look for in a company where it's did they grow too fast? Are there too many people on the team? It's great to have a a big team and, and that type of thing, but it's also looking at, why are they growing so fast and or is it actually stable because it's one of those at this point now i'm not trying to walk into a riskier company that's doing that but finding a company that's stayed lean the last couple years they grew correctly you know they're they're making smart bets if you will along the way usually they're going to be a little bit more stable obviously no one can predict tomorrow covid taught us that but it's one of those where i feel a little bit more confident in a company doing that Whereas one's like, you know, hey, we're going to hire these 20 people right now, but, you know, based on what? And then the other question then is, are you going to end up laying those, you know, 15 of the 20 people off next year? Because then what's the point? You know, I mean, someone might be able to come in, grow a lot in the next year in that company, which is great, but it is not very fun to get laid off. So it's, there's just really no reason to create that situation if you don't need to. Mm, I like that a lot. And, and it also reminds me of like the bigger message of just being present. And like thinking in the now, you know, like when you are a leader and you think in the now, like not only are you going to be strategically better positioned to grow in a healthy, scalable way, but you're also going to position yourself as a leader to have better conversations, build better relationships, like manage things better, manage yourself better, manage conflict better, lead your team better. So I feel like that is just overall great advice is just to slow down and be present and think about what you need in the now. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Well, Heather, I have appreciated the conversation and you sharing your advice and some of your stories. And I know that it's going to be really valuable for some emerging leaders or existing leaders out there who are finding themselves maybe in a layoff period right now and they're wondering what to do next and how is this going to shape my leadership journey so i appreciate you coming on and sharing yours with us yeah you're very welcome thanks for having me thanks for tuning in to this week's episode i hope you walk away with something empowering that you can take into your own leadership journey are you a high performing executive looking to take your career to the next level Or maybe you're an emerging leader who wants to develop the skills you need to advance in your role and show up authentically. Or maybe you're experiencing burnout and struggling to find a better work-life balance. Whatever your situation is, one-on-one coaching can help you achieve your personal and professional goals. If you're interested in experiencing the power of coaching for yourself, head on over to hypehousecoaching.com backslash start coaching now where you can set up a one-on-one leadership and executive coaching intro session for free.
Remember, the only hype that really matters is the hype within.